So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Welcome to the Reet Entertainment Podcast, episode 78 for October 30th, 2016. My name is Nathan Reetenspruth, and with me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain. I didn't realize you were actually starting, and I was eating chips, so I, I muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Nicole Nicolotis Robertson Carroll. It's Robinson, like Crusoe. Robin, Robinson, sorry. Or the Swiss family. <laughs> really, really, you should be lucky I remembered your first name. So. Yeah, um, even though even though the first part of my actual name is in my username. <laughs> that's true, yes. Uh, so what game have you been playing this week, Nicole? Because Oroa's eating. Okay, well, a couple of things. I, this has been the week of kind of going back to games that I, that I didn't finish. <laughs> So I'm going back through Skyrim again because I've, I've logged tons of hours into Skyrim, but I've never actually beaten it. And I also this week saw the trailer for Dishonored 2, the live action one that looks really awesome. And I realized I started playing Dishonored a while back, the first one, and never finished it. So I went back to, to start playing Dishonored again before the second game comes out. I am the worst at stealth games, so I played oh, it's Dishonored. So, uh, yeah, this is crazy hard. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm punishing myself by playing it on hard mode. I died like 10 times in the tutorial. Right. I Yeah, I never have played a, a stealth game and actually been good at it. So I yeah, usually I really just wanna... brute force. I'm sorry, you were saying? No, it's fine. No, yeah, that's the thing. I want to avoid brute forcing my way through. I want to get the the non-lethal ending. There there have been a couple of cases where I'm like, I just kind of lost my patience and cut somebody down in the beginning because I just didn't want to redo it. But I'm trying now to to continue with the stealth gameplay and not just kill people. <laughs> you do have to kill people, right? Even with the stealth gameplay? No, you can do non-lethal takedowns. Oh, okay. yeah, that was, okay. that was like one out. of the big things of the game is that you can go through the whole thing without killing anyone. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I am excited for Dishonored 2. I haven't beaten Dishonored 1 ever. I don't even have Dishonored 1 right now, so I should probably fix that at the next Steam sale or something. Yeah, and so I mean, Skyrim and Dishonored? Yeah, Skyrim and Dishonored. And um, I'm just still kind of disappointed that Corvo suffers from silent protagonist disorder. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, it's been fun. <laughs> That's always weird. You just show up in the town. People are like, hey, you did this. And you don't say a word. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just... have no response. Right. It's like playing through The Walking Dead or Batman by just pressing the dots. And... Yeah. And somehow it pushes the story forward. Um, yep. There was... So there was something interesting that happened between us on Twitter recently. So uh, we'll talk about that while Aroa continues to eat. No, I mean, I, I, if you want me to talk, I can talk. It's fine. Yeah. Well, on Twitter, um, I have been spamming Nick Lotus with uh, wrestling gifts. Because yes, lots I, of wrestling gifts. Because she was like, how many wrestling gifts do you have? And I was like, well, I'm just going to spam you with a bunch of them. And the other day before I went to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo last weekend, I was just sending her a bunch because I was usually sending one a day. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be here for a few days, so I'm just going to send you a bunch today. 
And the last yeah. one I was going to send was uh, for a wrestler who she doesn't work at WWE, but she works um, with WWE every once in a while. So she'll show up to NXT and and do a one-off thing and get a little bit of a payday. And so I sent her that, and uh, her ring name in, in NXT is Blue Pants. Her actual name is Leva Bates, or that's yeah. at least her ring name. And uh, apparently Nick Lotus went to school with her. Yeah, I went to high school with Leva Bates, and that's actually was, was her real name back then even. In in some in this tiny little Western Kentucky town, we were in band together. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, that is the most random thing that I, I have ever happened with wrestling. So um, now I think I've got Nick Lotus at least got her to watch when Leva Bates wrestles. At least got that much. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> I definitely want to keep track of her because it's really cool to know somebody who's involved in that. I mean, I haven't really gotten that much into wrestling since, you know, I was kind of a, a little kid and I had, you know, aunts and uncles who watched it and I kind of was just there and got into it a little bit. But right. like, I don't know when I was when I was when I had a crush on Bret Hart when I was a kid. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, eh, I kind think of, it kind of just I kind of just lost, fell out of it. I think my first crush was uh, either Miss Elizabeth or Beverly Crusher. So, um, Beverly Crusher from Star Trek, of course. So, okay. yeah. Uh, what? I said, I said, duh. Well, yeah. Like, well, I, like who, who wasn't into that, that milf? Yeah, yeah she, well, she was hot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what games have you been playing, Aroa? I, um... I didn't really play a whole lot this week because I started a new job. I've been oh, yeah. incredibly tired from adjusting to the new sleep schedule. How's uh, how's the job? It is um, all right. I'm still in training. Oh, okay. But it's um, just help desk, so it's it's going to be pretty easy. Now, I think, is I it going to be so? So I'm going to presume you have tickets you have to take care of, and is there enough I'm tickets? I'm more to... of the ticket maker. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's, is there enough work to keep you busy, or is it kind of like my job where it's uh, not? Um, from the judging by whenever I've been shadowing people, um, Monday is like hell on earth. Oh yeah, and that's, then yeah. it slows down throughout the rest of the week. So, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it'll be like where. Where it seems like you and Connor kind of have like twenty minutes at a time, where you're just sitting there doing nothing. Twenty um, minutes. I don't seem try like at least. Try, try like three hours. Uh, yeah, no. See, <laughs> no. I'll have to move to desk side support to get that kind of uh, relaxation going on, which mm. I, I kind of would like to do. But yeah. In any case, yeah. Seems like I'm gonna have a decent amount of work. Uh, I did play one game this week. Oh. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a very short game, and I actually uh, I played it uh, in my spare time, and then I went, I need to record a video of this. So I did. I recorded it last night at about 2 in the morning. Okay. Um, so that's going to go up today. Oh, what is it? It is called Actual Sunlight. Actual Sunlight. It is... Um, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a visual novel, because it's more of just interactive fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and interactive is probably stretching things a little much. Yeah. Um, but it is probably 
like like it gets it's it apparently got a lot of hype uh whenever it came out two years ago for being like one of the most emotional experiences in any video game like ever yeah and holy fucking shit that is not an exaggeration at all um if you're uh if you're like hitting the edge of being able to call yourself a young adult and uh you're not quite satisfied with your life it can hit pretty goddamn hard oh oh i think i i read um read about that on facebook you had mentioned it yeah um like seriously hit me emotionally like yeah. more than i think any any other form of media ever has so even more um, than depression quest yeah actually it it's funny if i was if i was to compare the two uh depression quest is like a joke comparatively it's it's almost so as is if... zoe quinn well, that like, sounds emotionally abusive. Well, I liked I liked Depression Quest, and I still think it's okay, but it definitely suffers from, like, kind of something that's talked about in uh, actual sunlight that it you still feel very detached from it if it's if the scenario within it isn't exactly the same as what kind of you've been going through, right? And I don't know it. It didn't really mesh with me at the time. Maybe if I went back and played it again, I would kind of understand it better since that came out, what, like five years ago, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. Yeah, yeah and I, I was still an innocent child that, uh, you know, thought life wasn't going to be awful at the time, so. Oh, don't worry, it will be. <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty much been it. Uh, I've just been sleeping a lot of the rest of the time, but. I know how that, yeah. like, I really, there's something I really want to do, and I mentioned it um, last week after the podcast, and I uh, I mentioned it to Nick Lotus on Twitter. There's something I really want to do, and that's review, uh, a review thing for my YouTubes, but then I'll come home, and especially after, like, working out, I'll come home and just be like, I don't want to move or do anything. Yeah. And so uh, that project will be... Kind of a secret. I haven't even told Nick Lotus what it is. Um, Not specifically, anyway. I got a vague idea. Yeah. And so uh, I kind of want to keep it a secret before I post it on YouTube. uh, Because it is is going to be probably my most detailed video. So hopefully if everything works out well. Also, my my new recording soft... My my phone. (laughs) That's what I'm using to record my, my videos. Uh, my new phone actually has a pretty nice camera. Like, there's not a ton of background noise that comes in. So hopefully that will help with the quality of the videos. Well, it is the uh, most highly rated smartphone camera of all time, according to some rating group that I've never heard of. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping really that uh, the microphone is the the problem that I always have. And I, I can't seem to find a lapel mic that works with my Android phone, so... If you could do that, I, I would appreciate that. Why don't, you just, why don't you just use your Yeti? On my phone? No, I'm just record record the audio with your Yeti and sync it up in post. Well, because I don't record it in my bedroom. Where do you record it? In my garage. You have a crappy, uh, you have like a crappy laptop? I have a laptop, yeah. So you just record the audio with the laptop. I could do that, but it has Linux on it. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about it. runs on Linux, boy. 
Does it? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think Nate. Audacity runs on basically anything that That's true. like holds a charge. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you have a it, toaster? Open source, just compile it. Uh, just compile it. Whatever. Yeah. Do you have a toaster? Good just enough. uh, just take it on the toaster and put Audacity on there, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I've been Wire playing a USB port into the, uh, into the little flippy knob thing, whatever oh, you call it. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> I, uh, I actually have been playing Skyrim and Dragon Ball Xenoverse too. Those are the games I've been playing this week. I saw you can do the, uh, you can do the silly dance from, uh, from the one DBZ movie in that yeah. as like a taunt. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Uh, I really wish I had more friends that owned Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 because then they could play with me. But all my friends are lame, especially Aroa. I'm sorry, I'm poor right now. Okay. Okay. Give, give me until give me until next week. What the, console that, are you playing it on? Uh, my PC Master Race console. Okay, it's PC. Yeah. All right, cool. I wasn't sure if it was PC or console, and so it's actually ten dollars cheaper on PC. So, yeah, PC versions of stuff are sometimes cheaper, which is yeah. kind of nice. So it's only $50 instead of 60 So, uh, And then my friend wants me to buy Titanfall 2, but I'm not going to do that. Why not? Because I don't have any friends that are playing it. and I will. Once I, once I have money, that was going to be my next game that I buy. Maybe after this Friday, because I get paid on Friday. So. Yeah, like titanfall was my jam and then everyone stopped playing it and i don't mean just my friends i mean like everyone everyone yeah (laughs) you join up and it's the same three people it seriously was like you'd go into a popular game mode and you'd wait (laughs) and you'd end up getting (laughs) the same group of people over and over yeah uh and i haven't really played anything else you know i played the nothing nothing just just skyrim and dragon ball xenoverse and that's about it so let's move on to some topics. And there's, of course, the Apple and Microsoft events. We're going to cover that towards the end. So first off, let's talk about Vine. Did either of you use Vine? Uh, I didn't. I, I have an Instagram, which is apparently the reason Vine is dead now. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, so. I used Vine a lot. Did you? Um, for, a while, for a little while, yeah. Um, actually, I started using Vine before it had an Android app. Oh. Um, like, right after it came out, I was like, oh boy, something to use my iPad for. That was whenever I owned an iPad. I'm sorry. And, man, I liked, I liked the concept, um, but I've been reading articles on it, and, like, yeah, I, I agree with the... It seems like the main idea is that the people who were running Vine didn't really seem to understand how to run a social network. Yeah. Um, particularly one that was driven by, like, content creation. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, like, they, they spent, like, almost a full year, maybe multiple years, basically not releasing any new features and, like, not doing anything for their community, not communicating with anybody. And, I mean, duh, whenever... Whenever uh, Instagram comes out with a feature that's literally the same thing as your entire network, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Well, didn't it twi- so Twitter owned Vine? Yeah, Twitter owned Vine, and they're shutting down Vine and also laying off about nine percent of its staff. Oh wow, that's 
That's never good. Heard about good. that on Morning Edition and Marketplace Morning Report on Friday. Yeah, that's never good. And no. so Vine was just seven second clips, right? Six uh, seconds. Six, six second yeah. clips. Yep. And lots of stars came out of Vine. Uh, I'm thinking of, and I know you guys probably don't know or care who he is, but Sean Mendez, really big pop star now. He started growing his following by just doing six second covers of songs on Vine. Oh. Yeah, it, they're... I think there there were like 18 um, Vine stars that actually ended up holding a meeting or trying to hold a meeting with uh, the management at Vine. And they were like, look, if you pay us $1.2 million, and that's each, yeah, we, we will give you an ass fuck load of new content exclusively for Vine. And people will, will go, will, they will flock to it. Yeah. Right. And because a lot of they're like every single one of those people already were probably millionaires at that point, which is ridiculous to me, considering Vine had literally no monetization strategy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Did, I knew people made money off of like twerking videos on Vine. It, it was it was basically that you you ended up signing like a brand deal with some other company or something like that. And then, you know, you'd promote them. You would be an advertiser. The problem yeah. was that Vine itself didn't bother capitalizing on that in any way. Right. Which so, is funny because that's kind of the same thing. It's parent company Twitter's having a problem with where like they sell advertising, but they're still not profitable at all. Yeah. Like they don't make, they haven't made money in a long time. Neither to be fair, neither has really YouTube. YouTube hasn't made a lot of money either. YouTube, um, I, I do think that they operate at a loss, but it's not like it's not like Twitter where they are operating at like ninety percent loss. YouTube is is operating more along the lines of of how Amazon used to be, where it's like sometimes they break even and sometimes they don't, kind of thing. I, except I I don't know I don't know if YouTube has ever actually broken even. Now that I think about it, I don't know. I know that there's got to be some reason they probably. Um... And we, I've spoken about it before. I don't know if I spoke about it on the podcast, but it's something called a net operating loss. And I read into it, and it's how um, certain people are able to not pay taxes, basically. So Certain people. Certain people uh, are able to basically not pay taxes. And uh, there's a company I know of uh, in, in, my little, in my little part of the world that they have another they have a the main peop they have the main uh organization and then they have a side organization which is technically not part of the main organization even though it is and um that second organization I don't think has ever turned a profit and I'm 90% sure it's so that the um they they make it so that they don't turn a profit so that the CEO can write it as a loss and not have to pay. Are, are you referring to every major American corporation? Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> so they really need to work on that. Um, that operating loss thing. And that's probably how Google is keeping YouTube afloat because it's really helping them out on when they have to file well, for taxes at the end of the year. And Google, Google makes a shit ton off of their other products. So yeah. while they're working on, on making YouTube into this multinational media empire and working at the same time on making it profitable, they can still, you know, keep it afloat. Twitter, right. on the other hand, 
I mean, I don't know how long they can keep up the whole, like, just getting more investors to give them money for no reason thing. When that, which they is, really aren't making any money at all. They, they aren't making any money, and they have not shown anything in regards to, like, actually making a monetization strategy, which is, like, they, they have um, a thing, uh, Twitter Analytics. Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. know why they don't just have a pro version of that. Oh, like uh, they bought TweetDeck, yeah, right, a long while back, and then, um, like, is that like like they they have that, and then they like knocked out stuff like Hootsuite and uh, any other like third party uh, Twitter things. So like, obviously that's that's how people that use Twitter as an advertising platform do their thing. So just make people pay for that. You know they're gonna because Twitter right. is Twitter is incredibly useful for as an advertising platform, but then Twitter doesn't make any money off of that. Right. So I, I don't really know why is. they don't just do that. It really like, is. they didn't have any problem with pissing everybody off whenever they said, you know, all third party Twitter platforms are just gonna have to pay us if they want to be useful to anybody. And you know, like that fucking ruined a lot of people oh yeah uh, they didn't they didn't care about that so nope. why not just go all right if you want twitter analytics you're gonna pay us like i don't know a 10 cents a follower or some shit or even just like ten dollars a month yeah like obviously you would you would do it based on you know how big you are mm-hmm. you know say say you have under ten thousand followers or like your reach is typically under i don't know a hundred thousand something like that then you could do like a have a free tier for that, yeah. and then increase it as as things go on. But like Facebook, Facebook makes a lot of money off of their ads because they have a lot of data on people. Mm-hmm. Twitter doesn't have that kind of that kind of data as far as like as far as like individual users, but they have like your reach data and giving you your analytics. So just do that. Right. Sell that. Does Nick Lotus have anything to add to this? Oh, uh, well, I, I was going to mention just the way the way that um, Facebook does paid promotion for your pages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Arrow already covered that. So. Aroa. I mean, Aroa. And Twitter, Twitter Aroa. sells ads. And I think they're they're typically like you pay for per impression. But then there's also another level where. Like, uh, you pay per interaction. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I'm not, I'm not totally clear on how it works because I've never been delusional enough to actually buy a Twitter ad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Twitter, Twitter ads are obnoxious. It's like the other day I I get a Twitter ad from Maybelline. I have never even looked at their page ever. Maybelline. Maybelline. Maybe it's, maybe it's animal cruelty. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's like Twitter. Twitter's promotion system also just sucks fat cock. So, like, I don't even know why they bother anymore, yeah. other than they just don't know how else to do it. It really does seem like Twitter's management doesn't know how to run a social networking company. Right. <laughs> it's almost like they. It's almost like, like they. They grew into that, and it wasn't originally designed for that purpose at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're talking about the Twitter people losing touch, and I, I, I'm just thinking about, I guess it was a few months ago, 
the the email from Microsoft that went out recruiting Bay interns. <laughs> yes, or um, it just reminds me of the slow death of of my MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Like, oh yeah! It, wow, yeah, they, they turned into that like thing, a music that used platform. to exist for a little while. Yeah, yeah, my, there were tons of bands on MySpace when it was really big. Yeah, and it's that's still what it is, and apparently it's still around. But I, I just if Twitter keeps going the way they're going, they might turn into the next MySpace where people just gravitate towards a new platform that is better. And it's just, it's just going to be Facebook. Well, yeah, that's. Like that's the only other option. It all comes to has. Facebook. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be Facebook pages. What you guys that. don't like tout? What I've the never even fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> right? Tout is dead, but tout was uh, a couple years back. They were like Vine, but you could do up to thirty seconds. Oh, okay. That's oh, cool. so it's what yeah. everybody else is doing now. Yeah, and so but tout was a thing that. WWE was heavily invested in and, and invested millions of dollars into, and then it died. <laughs> because WWE doesn't know how to do anything other than wrestling. But they always well, try. They tried to make the fucking XFL, okay? The WWE <laughs> Network was a good idea. They do streaming That's true. okay. That's true. The WWE Network, it was a brilliant idea because yeah. it means a lot of money for them. But let's move on to something else. <laughs> Let's move on to another company who's a little bit of out of touch, which is surprising because their new screen has multi-touch. It is a Nintendo with their Nintendo Switch. So, oh, reportedly, um, Nintendo Switch is going to have a 6.2-inch multi-touch screen. I don't which, know why anyone would doubt that. Yeah, it sounds perfectly logical to me. Oh, and it's 720p. Like, exactly what we said. What, yeah. was, what was going to be? Uh, I think was, I said it was going to be. be I I think I said it was going to be seven inch, but yeah, six point two, same, same thing basically. Yeah. Uh, and then seven twenty p, which sounds perfect. Sounds exactly what I thought it would be. Um, what are your guys' impressions so far of the Nintendo Switch? I don't think uh, a well, Roman was here. My thought of as far as the. I, I, I'll admit I don't know a whole lot about what's going on with the Nintendo Switch other than, you know, the couple of articles that you've sent that I've read. But I'm just hoping that since this is also a, a, apparently a portable touchscreen, that it'll actually work. Because, I mean, I have a Wii U. I can't leave the room with something playing on the Wii U controller without losing connection to the main console. So what the hell's the point of having a screen on the controller if you have to stay within line of sight of the console and the TV anyway? Yeah, I and I'm sure it will because it looks like the um, if you watch the video that was released uh, a couple weeks ago. The cartridge, which they're using carts now, not discs. Oh, the cart well, actually yeah. plugs to the uh, plugs into the screen. So it's basically the screen is the is the computer uh, is oh, the okay. Nintendo so Switch. Yeah. All right. So it's kind of like so it's kind of like a Game Boy that you can play on the TV. Yeah. And OK, that's it's, cool. It's like a computer. It's kind of like a, the the Microsoft book that came out. You, you, you do know exactly what it is, right? 
Yeah, it's a docking station. That you it, plug it's it a into. Tegra X1 powered Android tablet. Yeah, that they retrofitted with some controllers on the sides. Exactly. Like it's it's literally running a modified Tegra X1 with like different slightly different specs. But I mean, yeah. other than that, yeah, it's just an Android tablet. Yeah, and then it has a docking station that will use a slightly more powerful, hopefully, something. No. No? No. It is, all of the hardware is inside of the tablet. The docking station is literally just a docking station. It oh, just outputs okay. video and charges the device. See, rumors were before it, uh, before it actually was like uh, the video was released. Yeah. The rumor was that it actually the it would improve graphics and stuff, which it might render it up to seven or ten eighty. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's what they're going to do is they're yeah. they'll output the video in higher res, but all the rendering is actually being done on the tablet. Oh, okay. Uh, that was something that uh, Nintendo confirmed. Uh, mm. I, I don't know when it was, but it was some some media outlet emailed them about it, and they were like, "Yeah, no, all of all the hardware is in the tablet portion." Which, now that I think about it, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, Especially if you got to, I mean, if it's got to go, if you got to take it off and actually play games and stuff with it, yeah. And since we know that it's running uh, a Tegra X1, like, it, it just, they, they haven't even, they didn't even try to, like, say it's some kind of custom chipset or anything. Like, they, they just said it's running the the newest generation of NVIDIA hardware or whatever the hell it was yeah i mean it's it's probably it probably is like a modified tiger x1 chipset but it's tiger x1 yeah so it's an android tablet with and like the uh whatever the hell their their tablet was called the shield tablet shield x1 i don't know yeah um whatever that was called it's that um and it had that had the whole hdmi out thing to the tv like it was probably really easy for Nintendo to actually like make that portion of the of the device. It's the controllers that's that are gonna set it apart. Now I have read that some people don't like the fact that it's seven twenty P on the tablet. But at I'll six get point, over themselves. Yeah, <laughs> like, at six point two inches, who fucking cares? As long as the game runs at sixty frames a second, I don't really care. Not not to mention whenever you get down to that screen size like depending on the pixel density of the screen because resolution literally means nothing anymore yeah as long as it's at least hd which is Mm -hmm. 720p nothing matters right uh the the important part is pixel density which nobody's made a tablet since like 2012 that didn't have decent enough pixel density where you're not going to care like the only the only device i can possibly think of is like the 3ds and the wii u's tablet which both were designed to be underpowered because they were just supposed to be portable. Right. Whereas, like, this, this is a tablet. Like, I actually it, don't mind the Wii U tablet. Like, I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, I, I also... The buttons are backward. <laughs> yeah. Kind of? Anytime, yeah. anytime, anytime I play Xbox or PlayStation and go back to the Wii U, I have to relearn the Wii U controls because A and B are swapped. It is, it is well, really weird. They've had that Whatever. since... They've had that same layout since the Super Nintendo, though, so... Yeah, mm. it, it, it's just weird to, like, see a button prompt on screen, and it's like, press Y, and then you press, you know, X, Yeah, because it's Yeah, wrong. it's just those two buttons, because, you know, especially since it's the two buttons that either confirm or cancel a command. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'd also like to point out that this article um, says that the 3DS and Wii U touchscreens were reliant on pressure and less precise because, you know, they're resistive touchscreens. Resistive touchscreens are more precise than capacitive touchscreens. Are they? Yes. The only exception is whenever you're using, like, a... uh, a ta- an actual like drawing tablet thing where you have a specialized pen oh, and okay. in, in those situations like there's Which a we'll lot talk more about later oh yeah i guess we will anyway but yeah no uh capacitive touchscreens have to basically guess where your finger is whenever you poke them oh um, okay and resistive touchscreens there you have to calibrate them to make them work but once you've done that like they're infinitely more precise oh okay like they just they just are so that's that's them that's them just just making a goof. That's what that is. Yeah, you should mention in the comments and be like you're an idiot. You shouldn't write for Destructoid. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, you fucking retard? <laughs> oh, this whole article's stupid because of one line. <laughs> this article is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> now you sound like a commenter on my YouTube videos. That's I'm joking. I don't get comments. Um nope. Hey, at least you haven't ever been told to kill yourself. <laughs> oh, I've been told to kill myself many, many times. Well, not um, on YouTube. In your YouTube That's comments? True. No, no. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Sony. Well, we just spoke about, actually, Sony controllers. And now we're talking about Sony controllers again. Sony has... Is, are these officially licensed Sony controllers being made by another company? Is that what we're getting at? That That is exactly what it is. Okay. So what company is making it? Is it Razer? I, I believe... I, Razer is making one of them, uh, Nacon. Yeah, yeah. Nacon. Yeah, it says it says Razer Raiju and Nacon Revolution. Hmm. I well, mangled Razer words. Razer definitely makes great products. <laughs> uh, I do. I actually I have a Razer headset and it's not bad, but they they overprice their stuff. I don't. Hmm. But I've 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 had Razer mice for as long as I can remember now. Right. Uh. So let's talk about these controllers. One of the controllers looks like the standard PlayStation controller with the shitty analog stick placement. <laughs> um, and then the other one looks like an Xbox controller, which is infinitely better than the PlayStation controller. Yeah, fight mm-hmm. me in the comment section. Uh, uh, no, I'm team Xbox too. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't like the analog sticks on the on the PlayStation controller. I never have uh that weird it's a weird placement for my fingers to go to um what do you guys think about these controllers the uh the revolution one it looks like you said a lot like an xbox controller it looks like it would be really comfortable to use the one the the raiju that's being made by razor really kind of reminds me of a steam controller a little bit yeah which you know i'm fine with both of those yeah, I like the Steam controller quite a bit. It's a it's weird. I haven't actually used it in a while, but I like it. Um, what about you, Aroa? What do you think of these uh, controllers? Um, you know, it, it's funny because I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy. I, I like the PS4 controller more than the more than the Xbox One controller. All right, um, and Aroa will never be on the podcast again. So. <laughs> um, but it's, Shame. The primary reason is I find it, when I find it just more comfortable. I've actually but, never used the pro, the, the PS4 controller. so um, I, I mainly like the D-pad more 
that's that's my big thing and i think the buttons are nicer but uh between these two um why why did the revolution decide to go with an xbox 360 d-pad that's I what i was know. looking i was like why does it have that shitty d-pad on it and also I'm hoping that because the one fatal flaw with the PS4 controller is that the analog sticks are the worst analog sticks since like the PS2. They're, are they? They're, yeah, they're they're too smooth. Um, my fingers are like eroding away the rubber or something like that. I don't know if it's like a manufacturing issue or what, but like my the analog sticks I have on on my controller are just they're worn away almost. Like they're they're too smooth. I there's no grip. Um, my buddy got another controller, like another PS4 controller. Like it's not even aftermarket or anything. It's just from Sony, and yeah. it like has this. It has almost like a like a slight sandpaper texture to it, which is infinitely better. So I'm hoping that this other the Raiju has something going on with that, or they just took the objectively better designed analog sticks from the Xbox one controller. Like the, the one concession I have to make is that the Xbox one controller has the best analog sticks in any controller like ever. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They're really good. I mean, they're stiff and you can hook into them and I don't know. It's like what, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, they do look, uh, I'm looking at that controller and it looks like they're rounded instead of like the Xbox one has those, uh, concave. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the PlayStation has the convex ones, but they have a little bit of a concave to them too. The, don't they? Yeah. The PS4, the PS4 controller PS4. tried, they tried to do a similar thing to the Xbox one controller, but the problem is they still made it round so that I guess it was like a comfort thing, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like whenever you see grooves in a road at a highway where like, you know, the road has just, it's just been worn from, from overuse. And like right. the same kind of thing is happening with, I use my PS4 controller so much that it just, it, it it's wearing away and it's just becoming flat on the top. Right. Let's talk I, about with 360 controllers too. Yeah. Yeah. It can happen. They, I mean, the, they wear away after a while anyway. Um, yeah. But let's talk about, some of the extra features that they're going to be in there, because people are calling these the um, PlayStation. They're like the Microsoft Xbox Elite controllers, um, but made by Sony, basically licensed by Sony. So the Raiju has two extra bumpers and two extra detachable triggers, a built-in control panel on the front of the controller. So you can see that on the bottom there, which looks really weird. It just jutting out on yeah. the bottom. Uh, trigger stop switches and hair trigger mode for ultra fast trigger responses. So, uh, that's kind of nice. So you don't have to pull all the way down on the trigger. If you're playing like a first person shooter or something, you could just kind of tap the button. Yeah. I are there, are the, are the, are the extra triggers? Are there some of the built in trigger triggers in the handles, like on the steam controller? Yeah. I believe that that's the two extra bumpers are the ones that okay. are going to go up. You're like your pinky. And your uh, cool. uh, ring finger. I, I don't know the name of that finger because I'm never going to have a ring on it. Um, <laughs> two custom profiles, which you can instantly switch between and modify. 3.5 millimeter jack. 
um, and dedicated headset volume and mic controls or mic mute controls. Detachable analog stick rubber caps, which provide extra grip during intense gaming sections. Sessions. Uh, so that's pretty neat, actually. So you can uh, change off the caps. So maybe if it does come with those rounded ones, you can get the concave ones. Uh, if you prefer those over the the rounded ones, uh, that's compatibility. Really cool yeah, that's pretty neat. I always like that. Uh, also, compatibility with all PlayStation Four systems via the braided three meter long USB cable. Wait, Attach- does that mean this isn't wireless? That's what it seems like. Maybe yeah, I'm looking at the picture, and there's wires coming out of the top. You can see. Maybe maybe it means that. You can plug into other consoles. That's the same with all PS4 systems. That it gets compatibility via the three meter long USB cable. Uh, God, I hope that doesn't mean that these aren't wireless because that would be that'd be terrible. They've got to be wireless. That would be stupid to not make them wireless. It would be stupid. Anyway, moving on to the Revolution. Um, also, wasn't that going to be the name of the GameCube? Or the, no, the, no Wii. the Wii. The Wii. Uh, yeah. So Nintendo Revolution, uh, 46 degree amplitude dual analog sticks enhanced with... Esports are weird. <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know. Uh, advanced esports accuracy and reach. Okay. Four extra shortcut buttons. Um, I'm Wait, not... you 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 didn't mention the innovative firmware. Oh, I'm sorry. Innovative firmware for enhanced esports accuracy and reach. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Eight-way directional pad. Blah. Cool. That's the the molded kind of Xbox 360 pad. Four custom profiles, all configurable via the companion PS. PC application, so you have to hook it up to your PC to to program it to play okay, with I your PS4. I, I don't think I need anything that complicated—a controller that I have to program with my computer. No thanks. <laughs> Wait a minute, and you that's can way assign, too complicated. You can assign macros to the shortcuts on the controller. Isn't that cheating? That's got to be some sort of cheating. Come like, on, kind of sounds like it. Like other than in stuff like League of Legends or stuff like. I remember, like, back whenever they did, you know, so-called esports stuff on, like, consoles, you weren't allowed to, like, have a controller with a turbo button on it. Like, it's not yeah. kosher. Yeah, like, if you have a macro <laughs> button, you could, theoretically, in a fighting tournament, you could assign it, assign a combo, and then press the button and automatically do that combo. Yeah, which would be ridiculous in games where, you know, you have I- infinite combos. Yeah, like like up. Killer Instinct or Tekken, even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it has compatibility for all PS4 systems via the three meter long secure US or long secure connection USB cable, detachable for each easy storage. I am so confused. It doesn't say anywhere if it's wireless or not. It. I don't. I don't think it is. And and like. Also, you notice that the secure connection USB, I, does that mean it screws in? Because you look at that connector at the top, it kind of looks like a, like an RF connector. 
Yeah, that looks it looks like a laptop uh like a laptop lock type thing. Yeah, which <laughs> like really? Do you really need that? Uh I mean, theoretically, let's say you're at a tournament, you don't technically own the PlayStation 4 and you screw it in so that nobody can take it. I, but then they could just But but <laughs> On just the other, unplug it from the PS4. I know that's what I was thinking. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be secured on the PS4 as well. Otherwise, they'll oh. just take the. Be like, oh, I gotta take the cable with me, like, and it's <laughs> apparently it's not wireless, so it doesn't matter. Might as well. And also, it has compartments for weights. Oh, and um, that. Do they think it's a mouse? Yeah, because like. I understand with mice, they with gaming mice, some of the gaming mice I've had before, not the one I have right now, um, it comes with weights so you can kind of adjust to what you feel more comfortable with. If you want, if you have kind of a bigger hand, a little bit stronger, use the, more weights. Uh, if you kind of like, you know, just really light controllers where it doesn't feel like anything's in your hand, take out all the weights. Why would you want that for a controller? It just kind of seems like you'd want it to be as light as possible so that you don't get fatigued. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. Weird. So, either of you going to buy this uh, PlayStation 4 Revolution or Raiju? Well, I don't have a PS4 right now, so... And I'm not retarded, so... (laughs) I don't have a (laughs) PS4 as well, either. No no offense if you find them interesting, either of you. I was just saying that. No, nah. like a huge waste of time and money. Now I have yeah. the Steam controller, and the Steam controller you do have to set up on a PC, but I don't want to have to set up my controller on my PC if it's for another system. You know, it's funny that you say that because the uh, the Xbone Pro controller you have to set up on PC. Oh, the Elite. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Why would you? Why wouldn't they integrate that into the Xbox One? Um, it may be a universal app now that the Windows 10 update came out. I'm not sure. But I remember that that was like a huge complaint whenever that controller came out was that you had to use uh, the you had to use a companion app on on your Windows 10 PC to actually program the controller. I, I honestly think that um, I actually think that they integrated that into the Xbox one with with a recent update. It might. It might be. I or don't know. An update. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to pay 150 dollars for a controller. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't give you a price on either of these. Uh, I'm sure they'll be, they'll be close to 100 dollars, if not. You know, one one of them will be 150. The other one will be cheaper. I bet yeah. the Revolution will probably be more expensive. And if the Xbox Elite controller was a uh, hundred dollars, I'd probably buy it. No, I wouldn't. No. Yeah. No. No. Not worth it. No. Not worth it for you. No. 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 Not for a controller. $60 really isn't worth it for a controller either. When I was at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, they were selling PlayStation 1 controllers for 15 bucks, and I was like, what? The, why? They're PlayStation like, 1 controllers. I got like six of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we went to another place, and they're like, they had a box that was two for three. So I pulled, pulled out both of the, um, the original PlayStation controllers, and my friend was ask the guys like so are these guaranteed to work and the guy's like they're two for three dollars <laughs> no well i mean you know if you get a lemon you don't want to waste three bucks well I, no they both worked, they both worked great actually so 
Well, good. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's but... hard to break something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, let's get on to the big subjects. We've already been recording for over 45 minutes. <laughs> um, I think it'll be a long one, guys. Uh, Apple, let's talk about the least important one first. Apple's new <laughs> MacBook Pro. Everything you need to know. Right here in this. Um, it's a fucking piece of shit waste of everybody's time and money and it's goddamn worthless fucking uh, betrayal. That's the easiest really way feel, to fucking man? put it. That's everything you need to know. Now, the Microsoft one <laughs> is sexy. It, it is. But let's talk. I'm not going to get either of these devices, but they, they are kind of neat. Um, there's Okay, so they, they talked about the new MacBook Pro, which finally, I think it's been, what, two or three years since they released a new MacBook? It's been a while. And they are getting a new ginormous trackpad, whatever, that has touch feedback instead of the, con the conventional clicking, which I hate touch feedback, but that's just me. The track, I, the trackpad, I think is a good addition. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly think that, in spite of, you know, like the the idea that I can't click, it's not actually clicking. Like mm -hmm. I know that's gonna feel weird for people. Yeah. But I do yeah. think that it's objectively better because it means that you can, you can press down harder to click anywhere on the trackpad, and it's also just another mechanism that that. Like the clicking thing isn't just a mechanism that can wear out and break eventually. Yeah. And the the force touch feedback thing is is a lot less likely to do that, I guess. And even if it does go out, you can still click without it. Right. So, like, um, I don't complain about that. So, what about the big news though? The OLED strip. It's a Retina display that's on the top that replace that replaces your F one through twelve keys. Yeah fucking waste of time and money it really does yeah seem like a total waste of to technology and potential because there's so many limitations on it yeah and, it's and like, stupid like what do you what are you gonna do with it what do you do with it you you take things that are already on the screen and you put them on a bar on the keyboard so you gotta look down at the keyboard to click buttons that are already fucking on the screen or things that would have been mapped to the F keys that they removed to put the touch screen there. Uh, the touch bar can also act as a predictive quick type suggestion bar. Who's going to do that? <laughs> oh my God. There's, there, it's, 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 okay, so it's a, it's a fancy emoji and autocorrect function. Yep. Who wants that? Who said, <laughs> I wish that I could reach up from the keyboard and poke words as I'm typing them? On, on my full-size keyboard that I can type it 100 words per minute on. Hey, yeah. the most I've ever typed is 97 words a minute. I, I don't even... I, I, I'm way slower than 100 words per minute, I think, but that's yeah. not my point. Like, exactly. like not It's point. such a fucking... That's so stupid. And, like, emojis? Really? Yeah. Like, that's not... No. There but are it's so many, also... There are so many better things you could put there. But it's also a sensor that allows you UT because they had a they had a uh, thing wrong typo. It says allows you T login to your Mac with your fingerprint. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. That's kind of touch neat. ID. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then, yeah. then Apple Pay function's been added on with that, where you can pay for stuff with a thumbprint when you're shopping online. Like I oh. think app, I think touch ID 
Touch ID is probably like the best thing that Apple's done to tech since like making the iPhone pretty much. Like I, 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 I that's probably exaggerating slightly, but I really do think that adding a fingerprint sensor to their devices was a really fucking great idea. Um, and I think that's great. Yeah. But the rest of this thing, like, yeah, it's cool that you can use it as a scrubbing tool uh, in like Final Cut. Um, yeah, it's cool that you can like flick between pictures, even though what the fuck's the point of that? Yeah. Um, they had some shit with some kind of DJ tool that I still think was like, it's just novelty is what it really seems like it is. It's just a novel thing that, yeah, it's cool, but how useful really is this thing? And again, it's something that you have to, a lot of times you're going to have to customize. And... Yeah. And, but even then, like. I don't know. I don't I don't see the point in having a dedicated space on the keyboard for for all that. Like it's you're just adding what is already what already could have been a thin little toolbar on the screen to the keyboard. Well, and and, and think about it this way too. Like we you were mentioning the uh flipping through pictures. You can do that by pressing left and right on the fucking directional pad. Or or just like clicking and dragging, like yeah. And not 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 to mention, um, there's another company that kind of already had this idea that a touch interface would be really great for computing, and that was that was Microsoft. Yeah. You know, back whenever everybody said, "No, why would I need to touch things on my computer?" And even I was like that. Yeah. Um, and now you're still doing it. This yeah. like. The, the smart thing with the way that Microsoft went about adding touch interfaces to computing is that you're already looking at the screen. You're already looking at the things that you can touch. You can add something to the screen for you to touch because you, you're looking there. It makes sense from a UX perspective. Yeah. Apple's supposed to be UX gods, that everything is as intuitive as fucking possible. And I'm not going to get on a tangent about how 3D touch is one of the worst fucking things that I've ever fucking seen in terms of a UX <laughs> perspective. But this, why would you put it in an area you're not looking at? You're not looking at your keyboard. That's the fucking point of a keyboard. You don't look at it. You use the shortcuts without looking at it because it's it's all built into muscle memory. Now, instead of looking at the screen, at your content that you're producing or whatever you're trying to give a shit about, now you got to look down at the fucking touch bar and see, wait, where's the button for changing the thing? Oh, it's I put it over here. There we go. And... Like, yeah, you're eventually probably going to get a general idea of where the buttons are that you moved around down there, but without any kind of actual physical feedback that you get from, I don't know, a key, like an F key, you, you I, don't have that. I like that Oroa is talking like this, and he's really into it, and I know he wants to be louder, but he can't. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, like, fucking... Because I know you don't like have I, I, you don't have any kind of like volume limiting, and I don't have a compressor running on my mic or anything. Yeah. So like I don't want to I don't want to be that guy, but that just makes it like really really loud for a minute. Right. But it's fucking like the whole fucking MacBook Pro just pisses me off because it was it was the laptop on the market that I was like they the Apple product in general that I was like man that is a fucking great product. That is something that's like I can't I can't get this everything that that this is the amalgamation of pretty much anywhere else. Well, and let's... now it they just shat all over it. 
what's uh, really obnoxious about the touch bar is that, yeah, it's there and you have to look down to do stuff with it. But then there were all these limitations that Apple put on the touch bar, like no animations, minimum co- minimal colors to, you know, not distract the user from the screen. Well, until you figure, until you memorize everything that's on that touch bar, you're going to have to look at it anyway. Mm-hmm. See, I, I didn't know about any of that. I, I figured that there would be some arbitrary limitations, but like I wasn't sure what they actually were. Well, let's let's take a look at the um, let's take a look at the display. There's some of the specs of it, and we'll get into something else that'll piss a row off. It'll be fun. <clears throat> <laughs> so the display on the new MacBook Pro is the same. Uh, the resolution is the same as the previous models. Um, it's 67. Which, I mean, it's pointlessly overly high, so it doesn't even yeah. matter. Uh, 67% brighter. I don't know what the resolution is. What was the resolution on that? They didn't it's say. some, like, ridiculous bullshit because they put, like, five screens worth of pixels into the screen. Oh, okay. 67% brighter, 25% more colors. Uh, it also has, it has a Skylake processor with uh amd polaris graphics on the 15 inch model uh the processor is a quad core for the 15 inch model and on the 13 inch it's a dual core i hate that they that's something i hate about apple same thing with their iphones the new iphone if you get the smaller version you get two gigs of ram but if you get the bigger version you get three gigs of ram which is stupid like why can't well, they? You, you know why that's like that though. So they'll buy it's the people. It's battery life. Yeah. On the laptop, it's battery life. Like, right. With, with whenever you're sacrificing two whole inches of space in there, they can't get the the ten hours of battery life out of a quad core i7. Like, I would. I, I, I would just say, for, you're you're already spending eight what eighteen hundred dollars for the thirteen inch model, something like yeah. that, like. It, for 18, like, I would say, oh, well, the 13-inch model has eight hours of battery life, but if you buy the bigger one, it has 10. Like, just do that. Yeah, uh, that's what they did with the iPhone. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, why it's, that, that's such a problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're going to have me pissed off about, but they also mentioned the RAM here. No, no, nothing and... Nothing about the specs. But Okay, well, well, I, I am going to say I'm slightly pissed off, even though I just, I like, everything else about the fucking thing has already made me so angry that this is just icing on the cake, but you can't get a 32 gig Ram configuration for this fucking thing at all. No. And their excuse is uh... neither. And their excuse is battery life. Uses too much battery to add another 16 gigs of Ram. What? Okay. Take the (laughs) fucking touch screen off of it then. Uh, I didn't know that would upset you, but they've also killed off MagSafe. Yeah. What the fuck is that shit? Oh, great. <laughs> the best fucking charging solution in any laptop on the fucking market. Any laptop. It's It was fucking great. Yeah, the fucking cord got frayed sometimes. Yeah. You know what fucking happens with every other laptop on the market? You trip on the cable and it fucking breaks your laptop. <laughs> like, so what do you do here? You fucking plug in a USB-C cable to the laptop. It's the same thing as every other. There's no advantage to owning a MacBook Pro anymore. There's nothing. 
So, uh, Nick you Lotus. You get four USB-C ports, and you charge from one of those. Now, there's a fucking, there's an aftermarket product that lets you put a little fucking wart on the side of your laptop if you really want MagSafe back. But it's not even made by Apple, and it looks like shit. And it's going to make it to where it's not going to fit in places that it would have before. It's fucking mind-blowing how goddamn stupid this whole fucking thing is. Like, the Surface has a magnetic charging thing. It's the only other laptop that has it, and it 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 doesn't look as good. It I don't think it works as well because it looks kind of like finicky in the way that it connects. It's but weird. It's, definitely, it's weird. It's not the fucking. It's not MagSafe. The big fucking like one of the biggest selling points to me for the MacBook, any of them was the fucking MagSafe thing. So it, in like, case seriously. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut a row off here for a second, uh, and explain that MagSafe was basically just a magnetic uh, charger that or charging port that you would plug the cable into, and then if somebody tried to trip over the cord, kind of like the Xbox breakaway cables, it would pop out and it wouldn't be charging your MacBook, but your laptop also wouldn't be broken. Um, so in case you were wondering about that, Nick Lotus, that's what that means. Uh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> it, was, it was like really pretty nice because like it it had a little uh charging indicator on it uh and it was instead of it being like on the brick it was it was on the the actual thing that connected to your laptop so if something went wrong with the charging cable it had a little status led indicator on there that would tell you hey i'm fucked up like and i thought that was a there was just a nice little touch and the uh the second generation of magsafe uh was uh more like it wasn't flush with with the side by any means but uh the cable instead of it sticking out like with a lot of laptops you have this big fucking dongle that sticks out uh basically perpendicular from the side of the laptop and with magsafe 2 they made it a little cylindrical thing that ran parallel to the laptop so that you didn't have this big cable running out like six inches to the side before it hooked around like it was way more elegant And, like, it didn't, like, the big problem with the original MagSafe was that basically because of that, if you nudged it, it would would flop off. But you didn't have that problem with MagSafe 2. Now, you're back to not only having that problem again, but also none of the advantages of MagSafe where if you trip over the cable, your laptop doesn't fly on the floor. Well, also, let's, let's talk about the other problems that it has, is that they're using Thunderbolt 3 powered USB-C ports for everything. Everything, which means you also don't have fucking standard USB A. What? It's a pro laptop. It's you not also, the Mac, the regular MacBook, the, you, the the MacBook thing that was the little test run pull bullshit. Like it's supposed to be for fucking professionals, <laughs> professionals who have regular fucking USB devices that they've been using for years. You can't just remove all of them. All well, at once. Well, and also they don't have HDMI, DisplayPort, VGA, or any of that. You have or to buy SD adapters. You have to buy adapters for everything, which of course won't be included with the with this. Well, that's how they get you. Yep. They're not even including the damn peripherals. They're um, not even including USB A to USB C. No. Like uh, what? What is can... wrong with this fucking company? What did you do? 
But but the 15-inch MacBook Pro is capable of powering two 5K external displays at once, in addition to the uh, built-in display. So can, like, anything with a fucking USB port. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so the 15-inch MacBook Pro will start at $2,400. Oh, that, just saying that number hurts me. Uh, yeah. The 13-inch MacBook Pro will start at $1,800. The less capable MacBook Pro 13-inch with standard function keys starts at $1,500. It is $300 for those function keys. That's insane. <laughs> $300 for a fucking LED strip at the top of your keyboard. Oh, LLC. It's, OLED. it's LCD or it might be. Uh... I think it's OLED, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's probably OLED. Yeah. Like yeah. they'd be fucking. That'd be idiotic to not make it OLED. Yeah. Um, no. Like, it's just all of this is bad. I. Oh. I didn't expect to get that pissed off about it, but like the more I went into it, like the more it's just. Fucking infuriating because I, I, for all the all the shit that we give Apple, and I know that I'm the least hateful on Apple out of like you and Connor, and I I don't know if. Uh, well, that's if, because well, that's because we have good opinions. I don't know if Nick Lotus hates Apple as much as you uh, I don't. I don't particularly dislike Apple. I've never really had any Apple products. I've heard that they don't treat that the company doesn't treat its employees very well. Yeah, that's, I mean, she's, she's, she's weird. She like cares about like the environment and how Apple treats employees and 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 whether child slavery went into my cell phone. Yeah. Which apparently is, no, we were talking about the Google pixel. That was the first time she was on. So, um, which I think HTC, HTC makes the cell phone. So I don't know if they have, you know, slave labor or anything if they I'm, have a I'm imagine sure. that they probably have some sort of due diligence documentation out there yeah because it's you know with the dodd frank act i think it's the dodd frank act required that yeah i'm sure that they have conflict materials in there somewhere yeah probably so, yeah they, they figure out figure out some way to sneak that shit in there but so, i mean I'm, I'm good with that kind of thinking i buy uh i buy non-cruelty uh, bath products and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I definitely, you know, I yeah, I've got some, I got some of my favorite brands. Yeah. So, um, let's. Are either of you going to buy any of these products? This thing, I if I would, I would like to be that guy. Was it a was it a French guy that went in and just started breaking shit in an Apple store? <laughs> because wow, like that's how fucking pissed off this made me. That basically Apple's gone. Hey. Fuck you! Fuck everybody! We just do whatever the fuck we want because you'll give us money. Like, like they've just they've just completely shat on on everybody. And, and, and the, there are the worst people. part of it, the worst part, of it, like I think what you're about to say is that people are still gonna just eat that fucking shit. They're gonna go, yep. mm, give me that shit. Mm, yeah. And it's fucking infuriating. And so does this new MacBook does this new MacBook even have a headphone jack? I'm sorry. Yes, that yes it does. Yes, it does actually. Yeah, yeah. Of all the things to leave in, <laughs> they leave the headphone jack in. Well, they well they, well, they got well, they got into such deep shit over taking it off the iPhone. <laughs> um. Like, so so. 
for $1,500. You know what you could do with $1,500? You could pay off you my credit card bill. Blade. I'm just saying. That, you could... pays, that pays for half of the uh, the Surface Studio. That's true. That's true. Oh, um, are we going to transition here? Whoa. And, Whoa. And, and, and I actually found an article on TechCrunch that, that says Microsoft is offering Apple users $650 off to trade their MacBook for a new Surface. So the gauntlet has been fucking thrown. <laughs> I would yeah. fucking do it, to be honest. I, like, think it's, I think it's the old MacBook. Yeah, it is. Okay. Oh, I figured that's what it meant. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you'd be you'd be going, wow, that new MacBook Pro is a fucking piece of fucking shit. Waste of my goddamn time. Insult to my intelligence. You know, it isn't the fucking surface that actually bothers with like thinking about how people use computers and doesn't just shit all over my face and tell me to eat. <laughs> it. um, so Windows, so Microsoft Windows, Microsoft had their uh, creators update thing conference and uh I think was it on the same day or is it, it was around the same time like this this last week that they both Apple and Microsoft had both of their conferences. I think it was the day before. Okay. And um Windows 10 is they're doing a creators update. They're giving a new update that allows you to have what 3D paint um which eh, we got to cover it. Uh Boo. classic paint app, they've <laughs> updated it with focus on 3D. The new uh, app allows users to turn photos into 3D memories, export 3D dimensional, 3D, three-dimensional Minecraft creations, doodle in 3D, and make most anything an interactive object. So, neat, I guess. I'm not an artist, so none of this yeah, is appealing to me. It's, it's actually kind of funny, because my reaction to it is the same as I think most people's reaction to paint is. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'll never use it. Uh, one thing that is actually pretty neat is Windows VR headsets. In addition to the HoloLens platform, Microsoft announced it's the VR headsets for Windows 10. The headsets will start at $300 and run the same Windows holographic platform as the HoloLens. Oh, nice. So that is, what, the cheapest or second cheapest VR headset you can buy now? Is it um, VR or AR? That's VR. Okay. VR. That's why it's so cheap. Yeah. Um, All right. It also supposedly uses, uh, I don't remember what they called it. It was like, it's not reverse tracking. Yeah. But instead of having a camera unit on the outside of the headset, it has all of its tracking features built into the headset itself. Yeah. Um, I mean... It doesn't, from the way that they're talking, it's, it's not really meant for gaming. I wouldn't imagine, no. It's basically just supposed to be like, what, you can't afford a HoloLens? We'll just put this on and we'll make a room for you. And then you can look around at your desktop. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I still think this is fucking amazing. Are you um, going to buy one? Not, it, maybe if like if like everything else that I want to use money for is taken care of and like like i i get my tax return back just get an like, amazon well, associates account and um loose morals <laughs> yeah i'll just I'll have <laughs> i'll have my company buy everything through my amazon account um you don't have to but, tell yeah. them <laughs> just be like i'm just but, helping out putting this link on there make it a little easier for you guys it, this like 
I haven't really seen anything on how useful it's really going to be. It just seems like a novelty thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the impression I'm getting too. I mean, okay, I guess. If if they can start showing off like cool shit that you can do with it. Like I was, I was talking to, about this with a buddy uh, a couple days ago. And I do genuinely think that like in spite of how goofy it, it looks and sounds that having a 360 degrees like computing environment is probably like the one of the next steps like on the way to having like basically hololens is integrated into your eyeballs kind of uh, thing i would like that anyway. like i i do think that having like a cheap vr headset where you can just put it on and then bam you're in the matrix kind of thing is kind of where stuff is going to be headed in the short term and i think there are real advantages to that idea uh i there's a there's a vr game thing on steam um that i can't remember the name of where you make it's a it's a audio workstation in vr and seeing that and seeing the potential of being able to move your move objects in your workflow in a 3d environment i, I think that's really compelling yeah. and if you could if you could have something like like I don't know. Imagine working in like Adobe Premiere and having like an actual bin that contains like your your shit and you like can turn to the left and click on that and it pops up and you've got your your clips there and like your timeline is an actual physical object that you can manipulate. Like I think there's really some compelling user interface stuff that you can do with that kind of environment. It's just going to take like actually developing that kind of thing and yeah having this be three hundred dollars is still a little too far on the high end but once we can get this stuff into the hands of everybody i really think the idea of that windows is supporting this natively is going to be what what helps it move forward i might i i I, I, i'm thinking about getting it but i'll have to see how it works first before i yeah that's gonna be the problem is is just finding shit that actually uses it yeah um, one thing that's really interesting to me, cause I stream, even though I don't have very many followers, you can follow me at beam.pro forward slash Reiton, um, <laughs> is that Xbox live streaming, uh, live broadcasting is built into the Xbox, uh, app in windows 10 with the creators update. Uh, they have recently, we spoke about it a few months ago. They purchased beam, which was a yep. pretty neat streaming platform and apparently they're integrating beam streaming directly into the next windows 10 updates um which is awesome games can also integrate comments and suggestions from viewers directly in game microsoft is also updating its arena platform to let players create their own challenges and custom tournaments um and they're adding dolby atmos support for the xbox too um this is pretty neat. I like that they are building streaming directly into Windows 10, probably only for Beam, I would imagine. I, I think so. Uh, and I, I like Beam. I like the uh, FTL integration that they have on there that makes it so that there's like literally half a second of delay instead of 20, 30 seconds of delay. So... What do you guys think about this update? Do you either of I know that Nick Lotus does YouTube videos. Do you stream at all, Nick Lotus? I uh, have entertained the notion of streaming, but I haven't become brave enough yet. <laughs> oh, okay. 
but but I was wondering if if there's you know a huge difference between Beam and Twitch. If you, I mean, do you do you like Beam a lot better than Twitch? Because I know it's kind of the big popular one that everyone uses. Is Twitch. I hate Twitch. Uh, just <laughs> just a, I like like I I use it and it's it's huge and it, everyone uses it. But there's so many things I don't like about it. Um, I their chat system sucks donkey testicles they're streaming you can't get low delay there's always high delay even hitbox has less delay than twitch does because of some of their algorithms just make it so that the lowest delay you can get is like 10 seconds which is awful if you're trying to communicate with people because you'll say something and you know people have to listen to what you say and then type out a comment and so it's 15, 20 seconds until after you see or until after they see what you've said. Um, and you're finally repl- you look and you're like, I don't even remember what I said 20 seconds ago. Like, what are you yeah. referring to? And so I, say, I, I have um, I have I've, wa- I've I've watched your streams on Twitch before and said stuff in the chat. And it yeah, it felt like forever before you actually saw my comment and answered it. With Beam, they use um, they can you could use normal RTMP, which still only has like a three or four second delay, so it's a lot. It's still a lot closer, but they use um, a different algorithm, a different um, what word am I looking for, Aroa? Uh, uh, <laughs> are you talking about like FTL? What's coding? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they use a different protocol. There you go, protocol. So they use FTL, which is a different protocol that they only have integrated in their Tachyon browser or their Tachyon uh, service right now. But it, it, Tachyon is it's uh, open broadcaster. They tweaked. just they just modified it. Yeah, it's tweaked. Um, but they use FTL, and FTL has literally less than a second of delay. Usually, like point two to point five second of delay. It, yeah, you can you can basically, um, if you're playing with like other people online, um, it's it's as if you're in the same room. They have time. they have things you can make on it. I haven't personally went into it because it takes a lot more than what I uh, know how to do. But they have it so that you can set up buttons. Um, and on the main page, they had Final Fantasy, uh, ten. And you could use the interface it, to press the buttons and the, the, yeah, move around and play the game. Like, it's basically made to be Twitch plays whatever, yeah. except it's Beam plays whatever. Yeah, and it, it just these are these are things that Twitch needs to integrate, and they have their Twitch Prime and they integrated some cool stuff with that, but nothing that really helps the streamer have less delay. And if, uh, that if is Twitch my biggest complaint about delay. Twitch. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, it's it's that delay shit. And um, because I just trying to interact with people, uh, it's just super difficult, and it makes it way easier on on Beam. Unfortunately, Beam doesn't have um, FTL support on XSplit yet, but they are. That's XSplit's fault. That's XSplit's fault. Yeah. And according to the recent update that they made not too long ago, Beam is going to be putting FTL on XSplit, um, on their XSplit plugin. So that would make it 
great because then I could be I could stream to both Twitch and Beam using uh, FTL to Beam and then RTMP to uh, Twitch. If they can just uh, they can just do art, hard, hardware encoding, like they would pretty much win the win the the streaming. Well, well and game Beam, in, in that Beam way. also said in that update that they are going to allow you to use Quick Sync in, in VNC. Or in V, whatever. In V Inc. In V Inc. Yeah. So, uh, or at least QuickSync. E- either one, really. As as long as it uses either one that's not X two six four, then yeah. yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Nick Lotus? Well, you're throwing around a bunch of terms I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've never done anything involving streaming. So, I mean, I'm sure if I if I did did some more research on it and, and actually got some experience working with it, I'd figure it out. Like, I mean, I use for, for my game videos, I actually use open broadcast for for my capture. Right. But and I do know that's got a streaming capability, but I haven't tried it. Yeah. Um, so basically, you don't really need to know. RTMP and FTL are basically ways for the program to get the bits to the sites. Okay. And cool. um, one protocol, FTL, is vastly superior to RTMP, in my opinion. I've at least heard of FTL. I just couldn't remember what it stood for. Well, it means faster than light, usually. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but, a, it was a game as well. Yeah. <laughs> It was a real, oh, okay. that's a Maybe really that's good I game. It. I gotta say, that's a good game. Anyway, uh, Windows People. Microsoft emphasized its desire, I'm just reading this verbatim, uh, its desire to help users interact with the most important people in their life, blah, blah, blah. Um, update, these communications with key people can be done directly in the taskbar where users can drag and drop content. Microsoft also showed... Facebook poke, like taps. So they're trying to make their own fucking... Let's just move on. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Surface Studio. <laughs> uh, Spec-wise, let's look at the specs of the Surface Studio. This is their... Is the Surface Studio their new... Uh, that's their new computer, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, studio has 28-inch pixel sense display. It's a nice big display there. Uh, eight a nine eighty M, GeForce nine eighty M, which is a top of the line card from you know last generation. Uh, Intel i seven processor, which is a from what I understand, this is a Skylake processor too. Neither Apple nor Microsoft went with the Cappy Lake uh, processors, which are the new generation. Skylake is last generation. Uh, you can get up to thirty two gigs of memory. And a two terabyte uh, hard drive. Uh, the studio also has a zero gravity hinge that allows the screen to tilt down at a sharp angle, allowing it to move from a more traditional computer design to a drafting board uh, form factor for drawing and creative work. It's very interesting to me that it has a 980M. I wonder if that's a typo. No, it's 980. I know it's 980. I don't know if it's an M. Well, it has to be. It's a. You're not going to shove a full size 980 in there, right? But that's very peculiar to me. I wonder why they went with an older graphics card. Probably to save money, I would imagine. 
I and guess. maybe and maybe to reduce the price because it's already kind of lofty at three grand. Yeah, that's the, true. it's three thousand dollars. Uh, that's the starting price. Uh, <laughs> Without any extras, wow. Yeah, um, they did come with a. They did announce for this also uh, the Surface Dial, which I think it's neat. Um, but and there are uses for it, but I don't know if I would ever use it. I, I'm obviously I would never use it because I'm not going to get the Surface thing that turns into a drafting board. That's just not what well, it, I'm not aiming at. It. Yeah, it's compatible with every. Uh, every surface from like the I think the three pro onward. Oh, nice! That's good. I I obviously oh, okay, I, cool. Yeah, um, the surface dial is it provides haptic feedback and users twist to select items on this on, for an on screen menu. Now this sounds similar to uh, what we're complaining about with the the MacBook Pro, but this actually has some more uses because you can put it onto the screen. Um, and then say you are, you are using a pen because they allow you to use pens and stuff with this, um, not actual pen, but like, you know, like a stylus or something. Yeah. It's, it's designed for that. Yeah. And you can have, um, let's say you're in paint or another, you know, drafting program or something. You can select colors with your pen, like kind of like, uh, like Bob Ross with the, the big clipboard thing on his, his hand. I don't know. What palette. Palette. It's a palette. <laughs> yeah. See, see, you knew something I didn't. Happy uh, little trees. I love Bob Ross. <laughs> I yeah. Um, so you can select, you know, colors with that and uh, different things. What else can you do with this? Do you know, Roa? Um, I really just think it's uh, it's just kind of meant to to be whatever. You know, it's it's a contextual thing. That yeah. was the main thing that they showed off. Those like being able to. To it, it, you know, it, it's funny that you do, uh, or that you you likened it to the Touch Bar because it does kind of accomplish the same kind of thing that the Touch Bar would, but it does it in a way that actually makes sense from a UI perspective, right? Because you're you would normally have to look over to the left side of the screen to change what color you're using, and in this situation, not only can you look over to where you normally would be going to pick colors. But you're also bypassing several menus in the process of it, right. and you're you're doing it in a in a tactile way that not only do you not have to like move your right hand over or take your hand off of your pen even uh, potentially with the way that this seems to control you'd be able to rotate the dial. Uh, it seems like in the video they're like tapping it or something to select things, so you'd be able to rotate the dial to like so you want something in the yellows and you tap that and then it pops out the, all the yellow colors and you'd be able to scroll over to the color you want and tap that and then you got it that makes so much fucking sense from a user perspective right like and, and like that's a really interesting idea and not only in that way but you can put it wherever you want on the screen it's wherever you feel comfortable so it's not always in this static location on the keyboard where it's always going to be uncomfortable in some way. Uh, like, th this is such a, a smart, uh, not like huge innovation, but such a smart addition and and better in every way than the, than the fucking touch panel. Uh, <laughs> and and they've even, they, they showed it, like being able to do the same kind of shit where, you know, you just kind of have menu shortcuts on there. And I think yeah. that's kind of pointless. 
but yeah. it, it does show that like you can still integrate your applications with it. It's not going to be something that's necessarily limited to Microsoft applications. Right. And it, it would I, be, I think it might be neat for, um, uh, like Adobe Premiere or, or stuff like that. Uh, obviously, Photoshop is going to use it. Yeah, uh, like, like drawing update. applications are definitely the biggest thing I can think of. But you can even do kind of the same shit that, again, they showed off with the touch bar where, like, you can scrub with this physical dial yeah. or, or what have you. Like, it, it all it does all the same kind of stuff. Stuff. But stuff. Yeah, in, a, in an actual user-friendly way. And like it's so much better. I and just, I don't know about it being a hundred dollars as an extra item. Yeah, that's that was my. I was like a hundred dollars seems like a bit much, but obviously, like this whole thing, like I'm not gonna pay three thousand. If you have three thousand dollars to pay for a a new computer, then that that oh, all, that serves. Then why as a not cough able... up the extra hundred bucks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is definitely suited for the for the Mac pro crowd and not yeah. the iMac crowd, even though people would, would think otherwise. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out the one really fucking stupid thing, maybe two, two really stupid thing. Um, I want to just, before you do that, I just want to go yeah. back to Apple for a second. Okay. They okay. haven't updated their Mac, just their the desk, Mac pro. The, the, yeah, the, there's just the Mac. They haven't updated that for over a thousand days. Yeah, yeah, the Mac Pro is still running ridiculously old hardware that for like eighteen hundred uh, bucks. Yeah, and that that's the base price. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's insane. I don't even know how they're doing that. But uh, this thing, um, you can't get it with an SSD. Uh, it's only hybrid yeah. drives. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, but I understand yeah, if they want. They're not user replaceable either. Yeah, I I. So that's annoying, but I understand because if you are doing um, a lot of design work and stuff, you're probably storing a lot of working files that are huge, raw files mm -hmm. that you need a yeah. lot of space for. So I kind of understand it, but I don't like it. But a lot of people that do that are going to use external drives for that purpose because right. you're going to want to you're going to want to offload a lot of those raw files to a backup somewhere. Yeah. But uh, ignoring that, uh, additionally, they have unfortunately designed it similar to an iMac in that all the fucking I/O is on the back of the damn thing. Uh... which means you want to put you want to plug USB in. It's on the back of that little box at the bottom where I am assuming a lot of the hardware is. Right. Also, you, you have to plug your headphones in on the back of the unit. And you have to plug SD cards into the back of the unit. <laughs> like, yeah. why? Why would you do that? Because this you're going towards people who care more about form over function. Yeah. Uh, I, I know, know people who are like this that, they would buy some, like, it's the same people who, um, it's the same person who uses, uh, the, the iPhones because even though sh they admittingly know that Android is probably better and has, you can do a lot more with it. Uh, no. She likes, she likes iPhones just because they're iPhones. It has nothing to do with, um, 
It has there's, nothing to do with it. There's a lot. It's all about the label with some people. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it is. I'll, her, I'll admit that. Her husband has told me that she would never switch from the iPhone to an Android device because it's a status thing. Sure. But I don't, I'm not, I don't think that that's accurate. I think it's, it's more apt just to compare this to somebody who would buy either well, somebody who would buy a, an iMac. Um, yeah. In some cases I would say a Mac pro because there are people that will buy a Mac pro because they think that the design of it is elegant yeah. and they figure that the specs are, the specs are topped here because they don't actually know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but it, it was probably more apt to compare this to somebody who would who would buy an iMac, which is, you know, it's it's compact in in its way, uh, and the I/O is really retarded to get to, but it gets there. It gets the job done, and it looks nice. Yeah, and and, and they don't want to see any of the cords either. Yeah, like, I they mean, don't want to see like yeah. You can plug headphones in the back, but. They don't want to see the fact that there's a headphones plugged into the front. Like they don't want a bunch of wires going everywhere. Like kind of yeah. like we don't like that. I would imagine you don't like that, but it's still a thing. We'll like whatever wires don't care. It's working. Like it's it's yeah, a lot I, more form over function f- is what they're aiming for here. See, I'm I'm I don't know. I I was I talked to to a friend yesterday because he was talking to me about the uh I, was, I told him that i thought that the razor blade just looked better than a macbook yeah. and um i ended up saying well honestly i i feel like that 90s cyberpunk is like the the pinnacle of tech with uh, wires everywhere tech. yeah i love <laughs> having wires just strewn about the place and and looking like it's uh Dish- looking like shit gets done there you like, like you, I don't know. So basically, your basement is like uh, Doctor Frankenstein's creation room. Yeah, I mean that's wires everywhere, like a giant switch for your computer to turn on. Yeah, like like my <laughs> uh, in my in my old room, like I had a a big red flip switch thing, like cartoony mad scientist flippy switch thing, because I just like how it looked. Like I don't know. I <laughs> that I, sounds I, cool. I, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never been one. I've never been one for the the new modern minimalist design bullshit. And like I I use classic shell not because I don't like the Windows 10 start menu, but because I like the Windows 98 start menu. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like Windows 9? See, I always downgraded the like Windows 7 whenever I used it, but apparently you like Windows 98. Have you? Have yeah. you just? Why don't just go all the way back go to 3.1? Okay, then you're getting a little dumb. <laughs> XP XP was always my favorite. ME was the absolute worst. <laughs> yes. Well, everyone everyone agrees with you on that. Uh the last thing to talk about, which I if you can find some specs for this, Aroa, I would like that. The Surface Book I7. Oh. So uh... Microsoft didn't show off its Surface Book, but we did get um some information on it that that are some of the specs. So it's got an i7 processor, uh, bigger battery, and that's about all we've got. That's, that, okay. says, that says on the verge here. Um, it starts at $2,400, so about the same. Uh, but it does get 16 hours of battery life as opposed to the 10 
It goes uh, up to $3,300 with the one terabyte option. Okay. Uh, is there... Do you, I want to know if this i7 is the quad core. Um, let's see. Oh, damn. It, it's, it has a higher resolution than MacBook Pro. Ha! Ooh. Uh, did, More shit in, talk. <laughs> yeah. Intel core processors. Uh, detachable pixel sense. And it, uh, it will be available in November. By the way, so just so you know, my birthday's in November. So if either of you want to buy <laughs> me a Surface Book, yeah, I'll, right. get, I'll get right on that. <laughs> Great, I... with all of my disposable income from nonprofit Great. work. <laughs> I'm going to assume that it's going to be the quad core version, only because it's an i7 and because it's a full fledged laptop and not just a tablet. So but... what we were talking about earlier was that the MacBook couldn't get couldn't get well, the, the Mac, that's the that's the oh yeah that it is still the thirteen inch so that's yeah. that is a good point I don't know so um trying to see but yeah, I, says, I bet they haven't I bet they haven't released what it actually runs yeah I'm I'm presuming. Uh, it's going to be similar to what's in the studio, so it's going to have an i7, probably quad-core Skylake processor. Um, that's that's probably... Do, and doesn't say how much RAM it has, but it probably... Uh, it starts out at 8, and if you upgrade it uh, beyond the base model, it jumps up to 16. Can you get 32? Nope. Okay. See, that's annoying. Why not? Why not 32 battery life? I yeah like it, the thing is like it didn't piss me off so much that they didn't have 32 gigs of ram what pissed me off was that they said that it, it wasn't going to have 32 gigs of ram because of battery life yeah like, ram takes yourself. up literally how much how much gang cents a year in in processing or in power it doesn't yeah, make I, sense especially uh ddr4 like DDR4 is super low power. Yeah. Like ridiculously low power. And I'm assuming these are using DDR4, but it wouldn't shock me if Mac went with DDR3. Uh the MacBook does go with DDR3. Oh, fucking Christ. That, that is 100% confirmed. The MacBook Pro? Yep. The f- <laughs> The fuck? It's probably cost uh cost yeah, because because they are losing so much money from selling the MacBook fucking Pro. Yeah, because it t- it costs them what a hundred dollars to put the fucking computer together, maybe two hundred. Um, anyway, that's that's our our podcast this week. Uh, Aroa getting mad at Apple for literally everything about the MacBook Pro. Yeah. Um, so. So thank you guys for being here this week. Nick Lotus, where can we find you? I am on uh, YouTube as Nick Lotus Plays. I am at Nick Lotus on Twitter, Nick Lotus Plays on Facebook. And I am also Nick Lotus on Tumblr. Yay, Tumblr. My favorite site that I never go to because it's awful um yeah it can it can it can be awful but it can also be wonderful depending yeah. on what you're looking for <laughs> uh 
Uh, and Aroa, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter at Aroa, um, Facebook Aroa Entertainment, YouTube and Twitch Aroa one three three seven. I also have a Tumblr, but I very rarely use it, uh, other than for my music blog, which you can find at uh, satanoscillate.tumblr.com. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, on Tumblr, I just reblog fan art most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I reblog cosplay and like anime pictures. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah, cosplay. But but you also link that with your Twitter, right? So a lot of stuff you say on Tumblr goes on Twitter. Yeah. Um. Everything that I retweet or repo- reblog on my main Tumblr goes to Twitter. Um, Ooh, I, I need to do that. I don't know if. Oh God, I'm going to get spammed. <laughs> I don't know if my music blog goes to. Uh, my Twitter, but it does go to my Facebook page. So, and uh, you can find me everywhere at Reeton. So at Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on Beam, Reeton on Twitch, uh, ReetonEntertainment.com. Even the podcast, you can go to iTunes. It's called Reeton Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. It's kind of hard to search for podcasts on Google Play, but uh, if you look for a Reeton podcast, you may be able to find me and uh, press the subscribe button. Also, uh, the Omni Studio, which is what, how I host the podcasts, are allowing me to now, uh, they have a thing where they will automatically generate a video for all the podcasts that we do. So I can just Whoa. generate the video Sweet. and then post it on YouTube. Wow. So it, nice. and it creates one of those like waves that like changes for when huh. you're talking. So yeah, I saw takes, last week's. It was pretty neat. Yeah, it takes a couple hours to do for them to generate the video, but then I can just download it and upload it to YouTube. Yeah, I might, I might do that then. Yeah. So, so before we wrap this up, can I? Since I mean, you guys had lots of great stuff to say about the Microsoft Apple thing, but I felt like I was just kind of listening and nodding most of the time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I, but it's okay. I just, I just was kind of. My my thought on it is, you know, I've, I haven't really ever been a big Apple person, not necessarily because I like hate them or anything. It just, it's never really been something that I've just needed to get. But I mean, for, for years, Apple has been really creative and all, all the way back to the 1984 commercial for the early Macintosh. And that, at least that, you know, I've never been a huge Apple fan, but their product, its products and advertising have always been attractive and fun. And my cat just jumped in my lap and knocked my microphone down because he's a bastard. Ron, go away. That sounds like a cat, yeah. That's my Ron. Anyway, but the the creativity and the attractiveness of Apple products have always kind of appealed to my artsy-fartsy side. And the Surface is definitely appealing to that for me now. I mean, as the Steve Jobs versus Bill Gates epic rap battle says... Apple has traditionally been the machine that artists choose, but the new studio is so sleek and sexy and it looks like a great computer for art, you know, especially since you can move the screen pretty much any way you want. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's also obviously PCs are are better for gaming. I mean, with Civ 6 that just came out, the Mac version came out weeks after the PC version did. Right. The, The Mac version of Civ 5, I know, was like garbage comparatively. Usually that's how it goes because they're not going to put as much time because, you know, yes, they are growing in market share, but, you know, Apple still for their uh, laptops and desktops, they don't have a huge market share. 
So they're not. There are other reasons, but let's not let's not completely step on what she's saying. That's true. Yeah, but that's fine. That that was that was that was mainly what I said. It's just I mean it does seem like Apple has been struggling to get back on solid ground with its customers, especially since the big dust up over taking headphone jacks off the new iPhones. (laughs) And well, since Steve Jobs died. Well, yeah, that too. I because I I've I was like for for pretty much up until this fucking laptop came out, I was always like, ah, the company's doing fine without jobs. You know, I, I, I actually listened to uh, the Steve Jobs jobs biography book. um, And it actually gave me like a lot of respect for Apple as a company and Steve jobs in particular. Um, But now that this is out, it's kind of like made me think about all the decisions that Apple has made since Jobs' death. And yeah, like they kind of have become more about like like coming up with ways of making people buy shit and and kind of working around their products instead of making things that work with people's lives. Yeah, right. they're just nickel and diming their customers to death because they know they can get away with it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's interesting because I read an article uh, last week that kind of compared it to after Bill Gates uh, stepped down from Microsoft and allowed Steve Ballmer in. And Steve Ballmer did the exact same thing. He, he started basically moving the company towards let's make more profit and fuck yeah. the customers. Yeah. And and that that's kind of what Apple's doing. And it's it's kind of depressing because, yeah, looking back, I fucking I've been watching a lot of like videos involving old Macs that were running like like OS nine and and like earlier versions of OS ten and like seeing what they were doing even back then was like amazing, like magical to, to think about in that context where Windows was still this really kind of gross pastel colored bullshit. And meanwhile, Mac OS was like able to natively play DVDs, for example, <laughs> like it did so many cool things. And now it's kind of going the other way. where like Microsoft is realizing, Hey, we need to like make products for people and not get people to just buy our products yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, we uh, in in college, I used programs. I used Macs with with OS ten on them because you know for different digital art and and video and photo editing because I was in the comm department. And yeah, I mean, it was a pretty nice system once once you kind of got used to the the basic differences between OS ten and Windows and you know the hardware part because that was back when the mouse did not have more than one button. <laughs> You had to press control. If you press control, you get the second menu. Come on. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've never really liked Apple very much. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I do. I did back in the early two thousands, mid two thousands. Um, they were much better for video editing and, uh, you know, photo editing and stuff like that. But now they're pretty much even. So. Mac, like Apple needs to start innovating basically and not stupid innovations like a friggin touch bar on the top of their uh, yeah MacBook. emoji bar yeah, yeah. it's so it's always interesting whenever people are like oh Macs are just better for creativity shit and it's like really because because Photoshop After Effects and Premiere are all cross-platform 
and uh, it's great for creativity because it encourages you to be creative about how to make the damn thing work (laughs) (laughs) um like like uh, final final cut sucks now uh final cut i I will admit that final cut 7 to the initial version of final cut uh x was like are you fucking you fucking kidding me right now yeah um because it was like a big decision where they, they kind of did it like the same way with the iPhone and with this new MacBook Pro, where they just went, yeah, we're just going to change everything. Fuck you. And yeah. like, I, I, I did that. I, whenever I, I took a video editing class, um, after I dropped out of college, uh, I went to a community college and took video editing class. And the teacher was like, yeah, I don't like Final Cut Pro X. So we're going to learn, learn Final Cut 7. So <laughs> and well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Yeah. Like it did have its shortcomings because seven hadn't been updated in so long, but it was really remarkable to see like that Apple was kind of starting already to, to make some stupid decisions at that point. But pro X I've, I've used, I used it um, maybe a year and a half ago and it, it, it is pretty slick, but it doesn't necessarily do anything better than any other, any other editing platform. It has, it has a few advantages here and there where like they have some built in plugins and things that do some cool stuff but aside from that like yeah there's there's really the only reason to pick mac over windows uh in terms of like a creativity kind of thing is just because you like macs more you're just used to it yeah i can't fault you for that because i i like mac os i really do i i think it's a really nice operating system i just get confused and i don't know what i'm doing uh, you got baby duck syndrome i mean everybody gets that whenever they try something yeah and it, it like I forced myself and I threw OS X on my main machine and I just forced myself to use it for like six months and I got over it. Yeah. And I run it on my laptop every once in a while when I feel like it. Yeah. Don't you have dual like, boot on it or? Well, I, I just kind of go through phases where I'm like, I'm bored of, of this version of Linux and I'll jump to like a different version of Linux or I'll put OS X on it again. Something like that. I just yeah. won't ever put windows on my laptop. I've mint. No I've mint on mine. That's what I've got right now, actually. Uh, really like Chrome it. is really Chrome's really buggy on it. I haven't had any problems actually with Chrome. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, did you have anything else to to add in before we go, guys? Nothing. Guy and girl. Guy and girl. Um, yeah. Aroa. Uh, no, I got a pee. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And I hear I hear from Katie that you probably got like a pay per view or something to watch. I do, and it starts soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for being here. Uh, we'll talk next week, potentially, depending on your available times. All right. All, All right. right. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.